So Tom Brady's retired, but also never say never, according to Tom Brady. (laughs) Listen, just like it was the same with Brett Favre, because how many teases? Oh, he's retired. He's not retired. He's definitely, definitely retired now, and he's got the tears and the press conference and the whole thing. And and then what happened? Then you've got, my God, do you remember the Brett Favre watch of 2007? That's all we were doing. Was it 2007? No, I'm sorry. It was 2008, I guess, technically. <clears throat> yeah, he played his last season was 2007 for the Packers. It, well, I guess technically January of 2008, The that icy ice bowl type thing that uh, the Giants I mean that was like what a great game it was cold snowy freezy frigid awful temperatures out there in Green Bay and it was that that last minute kick I mean that wasn't that the, isn't what the playoffs are all about those last minute kicks right the last second sends the Giants into the Super Bowl to destroy Tom Brady and the New, New England Patriots undefeated season that year and then shortly after that, you had Brett Favre crying, and uh, I gave it all. That's all I have left to give. I got nothing left to give. <laughs> and then, of course, like two months later, you're following the you know the helicopters, the reporters outside the compound, waiting to see is Brett what's Brett Favre gonna do? He's and then he signs with the Jets. I don't think anybody remembers that at this point that Brett Favre was a New York Jets quarterback. Not a whole hell of a lot happened that year. That was just uh, that 2008 season. What a weird season. Like, could you imagine? uh, Because who was the guy? Was it it Matt Castle who filled in for Brady? I can't remember if it was the Tyler Thigpen was the Chiefs quarterback, right? And Matt Castle was the was the was the replacement for Brady when he got injured. What a yeah, that 2008 season was strange. That was just like 2008 I'm going off on a thing here, but the 2008 season, I remember it well because that was that was John Madden's last season in the broadcast booth. And NBC had the Super Bowl last year that year. So February 1st, 2009 was John Madden Al Michaels had the call it was the last Super Bowl that Madden would ever – it was the last game that Madden would ever broadcast. It was the last – and frankly, one of the last television appearances he would ever have until the until the Christmas special. And then, of course, he died a couple days after that. Uh, I, need a, I need a trim. Got to trim the hair. Got to trim the mustache, the beard, the whole thing. Oh. Uh, so anyway – uh, but that 2008 season was like I remember watching it. The thing that I loved about the 2008 season was that they had uh, it was Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann were on the NBC Football Night in America. They had like NBC would just take anyone and everyone that was available, not anyone, but like any big. They they just stacked the deck with huge names, and that was like that season you had. You had John Madden and Al Michaels in the booth. You had Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann doing the NFL, the highlights, the game day highlights, you know, like the old Sports Center days, the big show. And uh, you had uh, Costas was the host in the studio. And you, 
you had Jerome Bettis, and I think Rodney Harrison was there too still, and uh, Coach Dungey. No, Tarico hadn't joined yet. I mean, he was still at ESPN, like Tarico, doing Monday Night Football. Uh, So you had like, yeah, and Collinsworth was like in the studio too, I think, before he went back out into the... I don't. I don't even. Or he was just like he was there in the. He was part of it. Uh, he was the part that I didn't really care too much about. Just like now, um, but it was like wow, this is an all star group. But then it was such a weird season on the field because that was like, okay, Tom Brady's out for the season. Brett Favre's playing for the Jets. This is a crazy. This is a strange season. Anyway. We all remember Brett Favre, tearful, crying. Then he comes back and he plays for the Jets. And then he has two more seasons after that. And he plays for the freaking, who's he, what's he's, you know, uh, the the Vikings. Um, So, yeah. And now Brady's on his radio show saying to to Jim Gray. uh, Is that his name, Jim Gray? Um, Saying, yeah, you never say never. We'll see how I feel in six months, but I'm probably retired. I look just like what I was saying with Brett Favre when he was retired. I said, "I'll when I see him in the Hall of Fame, then I know Brett Favre's retired." And after that final season with the Vikings, it was pretty evident that he was done. But you also still you're like, "Huh? Eh, you never know. You never know." <laughs> and with Brady, I still just I have. It's hard. It's still hard to believe that uh, that that was that would be the end. But also, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like you, no matter what, Brady's always going to leave on a high note. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's really done. He's done, and it's like he had at least three different Hall of Fame careers in that uh, in that twenty some odd year span. Um, and you could probably maybe you could argue more. I don't know. Uh. But if he if he comes back, like, yeah, I mean, what what for other than just boredom and just wanting to just his that competitive championship spirit of his and and just, you know, wanting to be the best for the team. And, you know, it's you know, it's all about the team and just doing the best for the team and helping the team. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, just wanting to want to win and take it day by day. And that's my Brady imitation, by the way. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> So he's never say never, says Brady just yesterday uh, or Monday or whenever it was. Uh, Super Bowl week, so everybody's everybody's on Radio Row and all these things. And, uh, you know, that's when they just have the car wash of it's like the same. All the sports talk radio shows, it's fun to listen to because, yeah, you do get to hear, you know, they stack the, the lineups of – all the sports radio shows with the big names, the legends of football come back, and they've got some celebrities. You know, Dan Patrick on Monday he had Will Ferrell, who's a regular on the show, but still, it's like he was there in person with his his bangles face paint, his gulls as he calls them. Uh, as he said, Dan, only a true super fan knows we call him the gulls. Go gulls. Uh, and Reggie Miller, who's also, but like you know, have him in 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 person out there, and uh, yeah, so you get some celebrities, you get some bigger guests and stuff like that. But 
you also it's also the same people who go to the same they go to Dan Patrick's show and then they go to Jim Rome's show and then they go to this guy's show and they go to Cowherd's show and they go to that guy's show and they all are there. It's the one time a year that they just come out and they're like, all right, let's go to the Super Bowl and I'll, you know, and they're talking about this, talking about that. And you can tell they're just like ready to move on to the next and, and then, and then the Rome or whoever it is, you're here to promote. So what do you, Hey, I hear you're, uh, I hear you're big into Slim Fast. What's uh, you know, tell me about that. I hear you you really get in. It's you know, trying to pretend like it's not a commercial. Oh yeah, Jim. Well, you know, uh, basically, I was uh, thinking if I can't be the best, I need to be the best, and the only way to be the best is to play like the best. And Slim Fast is the only way to be the best. And uh, if I want to, I want to play like a champion. I need to, I need to exercise like a champion. So Bowflex is the only way for me to be. A, it's like, oh my god. Well, this is fun. But I guess that's the that's the trade-off, right? We get these shows for free. We don't have to pay for them. We get to hear these celebrities talk about stuff for a little while, stuff that's interesting. And then and then for the final two minutes, we hear them shill for some piece of crap thing that nobody wants. Uh, yeah, you know, Jim, I've been talking about, uh, uh, you know, if, if you want to play like a champion, you need to fuel like a champion. And that's why Elio's brand vitamin supplements are the only champion vitamins for me. I don't know. Elio's makes vitamins now, maybe? I, who knows? Anyways, speaking of Elio's, it's lunchtime. I got to get some food. But I just thought it was funny that TB, already, not even a week later, and he's saying, I never say never. <laughs> well, then don't say Oh. Can you imagine what his... His family's got to be sitting there. Giselle has to be sitting there like, wait, what? What do you, what? Never say never. You just retired, you asshole. I guess he got tired of throwing the football to Beckham's kid out on that yacht out in the middle of the the tropics somewhere out in the ocean. <laughs> so, all right. I uh, got some warm weather on the way. Still looking to take down the Christmas stuff. I'll I'll keep you Christmas watch 2022. I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you posted on all that stuff. I now have officially I have four PTO meetings left until you know, this is this is one of those things where I will be retiring in June from from <laughs> from doing that's from being the secretary of the PTO. And I love this group. It's such a gr- I'm sitting there last night. And I'm like, these guys are so, they're so kind and good and decent and like really wonderful people. Truly, like, this is a, such a great group. And, uh, <laughs> and, but I'm also just like, huh. I, I, every single time, it's once a month. And on that Tuesday that we have PTO, I finish up work. And even if I have a bunch of work stuff left to do, I just stop what I'm doing around 5.30 and I hop in bed and I sleep until almost 6.30, which is when the meeting starts. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's every single time because I know I'm like, I need, I need strength. <laughs> I need some strength. And I just, I turn everything off. I turn the computer. I turn any screens off, any lights, close blinds. And I hop in bed and I set a little timer for an hour or so or whatever time it is. Uh, and then that's it. Um, 
I know, I, you know, last year there were a few times where I would finish up work and I'd go out for a walk. I had more energy. But that was, that was more of the warmer weather. In these winter months, I'm just like, all right, PTO's in an hour, shutting it down. Literally, I'm shutting everything down. I'm shutting myself down for, I don't even have dinner or anything. I just hop in bed and I, I sleep. And then, of course, then, of course, around 6.15, the alarm goes off. And I'm like, no. No, it's worse than getting up in the morning because it's like, ah, I have to immediately do stuff. And uh, and then you got to be you have to be on and be alert for an hour, hour and a half. And I, and I take my notes, take my minutes. Um, and it's all good fun. But I am. It's it's when I started, I had a little more free time and a little more capacity to do that kind of stuff. And now I'm just it's just not there. And uh so it's okay though. We'll make it we'll make it through the end of the year. And in June at some point, I would think is when the final meeting will be. And then just like Tom Brady, the greatest secretary in the history of the PTO will retire, but there's not going to be any never say never. That's going to be it. There's just that's enough. That's the we're good. We're good. <laughs> uh yeah, that's it. They're starting to lift. Massachusetts just announced that on February 28th, all mask mandates for schools will be lifted. Obviously, the schools can, you know, it's a statewide thing. The schools can make that choice at their discretion, though. If it's a school district that feels that they should continue with the mask mandate, they will. I would feel like our school district will continue to have it through at least through i would i would hope through april uh it's uh it's it's also weird to me like nobody really thinks you know february 28th is the day that massachusetts schools come back from their vacation so this means you're going to have a bunch of people who are going to come back from florida and they're going to come back from a ski trip ski vacation you know they're going to come back from seeing friends and family Going to traveling airports, going to hotels, going to all these places, going to Disney World, crowds, and so forth. And then you're just going to, the day after vacation, you're going to come back and say, no masks, kid, kids. I just think that's crazy. We've, we've made it this far. Why wouldn't you, to me, to me, and I guess that's why I'm not in charge of the mask mandates. But to me, I would say, well, we're going to come back from vacation on the 28th. There's a good chance these uh, these little COVID things might we might see an increase. It's like we always do after vacation, but we're not going to shut down the school. We're not going to go remote. But you know what? Keep we're going to keep the masks for the next at least week. I would say two weeks. We'll keep the mask mandate until whatever March fourteenth. Two weeks later is what I would say. Because then you say okay, then we're in the middle of March. The weather's going to start to get warmer. Spring's on its way. And maybe we don't need these masks because we can open windows and stuff. That's the other thing. I Frankly, I would wait until the end of April just to, I mean, just to be safe, right? We've done it this long. Go late April, early May and be like, all right, May 1st, lose the masks. It's going to be warm enough can crack some windows, you can get some circulation. We'll be out we can go back to, you know, you can have outside class time, you can have reset. We'll be outside a lot more. 
and uh, ditch the mask. We'll be fine. That's what I would do, but I'm not, I'm not Governor Baker. So, anyway, uh, I feel like there was like something that I keep wanting to talk about, and I can't think of it for the life of me. There's like this thing in the back of my mind that I'm like, I, I wanted to say, talk about stuff. I feel like it's, is it video game related? Oh, you know what? Yeah, I just got to say. So about a month ago, during lunch, I fired up uh, one of the kids' laptops, and they have, you know, they've got Steam and they've got Game Pass and all that stuff. And uh, I, I fired up Forza, the new Forza Horizon, which I love. I'm not a racing game. I don't really, you know, long ago I used to love Mario Kart. I'm not even really a huge, I mean, Mario Kart's fun, I guess. Um but I'm not, I've never been big on any of the racing game type things. I hate when I'm playing a Rockstar, like a Grand Theft Auto, or a Red Dead, or even like The Witcher or something, where I, I feel like it just, it brings everything to a screeching halt where you're going along and you have these quests, and then suddenly the quest is, we're going to have a race. I'm like, oh, God damn it, I hate racing. I just think racing's just dumb. It's literally just, for cars, it's like how... How much can you hold the gas pedal down? I know there's more skill to it than that. But I just, it's never been something that I've really enjoyed, the racing games. Having said that, I love Forza. I love it. And I love the newest one, this new Forza Horizon. And it looks so good. The frame rate, oh my God, what a what a work of art. What a gorgeous game. And so I downloaded it. <laughs> it's weird, the, the conversations we have with our kids nowadays that you would never... Nobody would ever have this in my when I was a kid. It's like it's the equivalent to me of like when Homer Simpson, uh, Homer and Bart were home, and uh, Bart was like, "Homer, do I have to brush my teeth?" Homer's like, "No, just rinse your mouth out with soda <laughs> before you go to bed." And those are the kind of conversations where because uh, my I my kids are playing. I mean, they play the video games that they like to play, and that's fine. But I felt like you're playing video games that aren't really not really pushing the limits of these cool laptops, these cool gaming systems. So a month ago, my oldest came home and I said, look, I installed Forza on your computer. I know you like tabs, a totally accurate battle simulator. My youngest likes this game called Animal Jam, which looks really great on the computer, but it's, you know, she was playing it on their phone, phone and iPad up until, up until a month ago. And, uh, and it looks it looks really good on the It's like, wow, that actually looks really cool on the computer. So, you know, whatever. But they're not like, you know, these aren't the biggest, <laughs> these aren't the biggest games, the fastest games that are, that are stretching the limits of what the technology, what the hardware can do and what the software can do. Um, so, so, I said to him about a month ago, my kid came home and I said, listen, you have, I've downloaded Forza on your computer. Do me a favor. In fact, I'm, I'm ordering you, before you play any other video games, I need you to play some Forza. Because I just feel like this, is, this has got you written all over it. And I think you're, you're, you're leaving a lot of fun games. I know games, and I know what you'll like, and you're ignoring a lot of my 
suggestions for, for other things. And that's fine because you, you have every right to just play whatever game you want to play or don't want to play. But I said, I order you to spend 20 minutes playing Forza. And they did. And they were like, yeah, it's fun. And that's why I say it's weird because it would be like most normal people would be like, look, you're not touching any of these video games until you do your homework or you spend an hour reading or you do your chores or you do some, you know, something. Mine is like, listen, if you want to play the video games you like, you need to spend at least a half hour playing the video games that I've picked out for you. And that's an order. That's final, non-negotiable. <laughs> or I will take those computers away. So, <laughs> so, so they played it once and they're like, yeah, it was great. It's fun. I'm like, okay. And then just all of a sudden I walk in Monday night, you know, this kid of mine is finishing their homework. My sixth grader finishes their homework either before school ends or if there's anything left, a few final math problems, they do it in the car ride on the way home. So nine times out of 10, when they come in the door at three o'clock, that's it. School's done, homework's done, it's party time. And I'm thrilled for them. And they, you know, they usually play a lot of video games and stuff like that and hang out or play on the iPad, whatever. And so Monday I walked, you know, I knocked on the door to see in the little game room. I said, what's going on? And look who's playing Forza. And this is some real PC gaming shit. I got them I got them Xbox controllers to go with these PCs. They're playing. This kid's playing on the with the keyboard. Just using the keyboard. I'm like, hey, you don't want to use your controller? It's right there. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I like the keyboard. Like, oh. Wow, look at this. Okay. And then last night my youngest said, Hey, what's that racing game? And I said, Forza? Can I have that on my computer? I'm like, yeah, sure. You've got Game Pass. We'll get it on your computer. <laughs> so I download it, and I come back, and now both of my kids are sitting there playing Forza. I'm like, that's what these. That's what this is for. Excellent frame rate. The best graphics, the fastest speeds, pushing the limit of these things. Those little fan units that I got for underneath the laptop. That's... That's what this is here. That's what it's for, baby. Not for these uh, little little iPhone games that you can play on the computer. This is for this is for big kid stuff, baby. Forza, Forza. So I'm a very proud father because I had two kids playing a real game that's made for a good machine that's built for those kinds of games. A game that's made for a machine and that's made for those kind of games is what they were playing. And I was very proud, very happy, very pleased. So, yeah, so that's great. I'm excited. Uh, and I'm also a little, I'll admit, I'm a little jealous. Because then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I wish I had a computer. It's no fair. So, anyway. <laughs> but I've got my Switch so I can play my games. I've got some games to play. I download these little weirdo games that are like on sale for $1.99. They're all the same. I don't even remember what this other one's called. It's called like, uh, I don't know, Piss Pants Ted. Figment is the name of it. It's just, I don't know. It's this little figment guy walking around and these little pencil bridges and 
There's some he swings a little sword. I beat Trine over the weekend, the first Trine. So now I'll move on to Trine too, because you got all four of them on the Switch. You got all four of them for ten bucks. Same with Steam. You get all four for ten bucks. So, yeah, and it looks gorgeous on the Switch. It looks good. I can't. I look at it. I'm like, I can't believe this game is from 2009. I cannot believe that because it looks absolutely spectacular on the Switch, on the OLED screen. It looks spectacular on on everything. It looks great. Looks great. So anyway, that's the story. That's what's happening. Tom Brady's retired, or maybe not. In a few months, I'll be retired from the PTO, and maybe, definitely, yes. There is no, there is no, uh, <laughs> there's no coming out of retirement on that one. I promise you. And uh, yeah, and video games are the greatest thing ever. I think that's it. Oh, and also, Euphoria, all I see on my Twitter timeline, why is it that all I see is Euphoria? People talking about the show Euphoria with Zendaya. I tried, when that show first came out, I don't know, that show's uh, what came out in 2019, maybe? So it came out about two years ago, I think. I tried watching the first episode, and I'm just like, oh my god, I, I watched, I don't know, 20 minutes, I'm like, wow, I'm so old. Because I'm terrified with everything. It's just like, you know, the asshole jocks. It's just high school kids and they're just, you know, sex and drugs. And I'm just such a prude. I'm like, this is, no, this is not how it should be. This should not be on television. It's horrible. And all the characters seem terrible, which is, you know, like most great TV. It's just a bunch of terrible characters. And, uh. I watched, uh, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes of it, and I'm like, yeah, this, boy, this ain't for me. Like, again, back to a previous podcast talking about having to get older and realize, like, not everything's for you, dickhead. And everybody's, you know, Euphoria is this hugely popular show. Season two is on now. And and Zendai is obviously, you know, big time. This show, the Spider-Man movies, all that good stuff. And I'm watching this uh, Euphoria, and I'm just... Whenever I started watching, I'm like, I can't, I know, it's just like, and it's at like the, you know, the party and the guys are all walking around topless with jeans, it's all like football jocks, I'm like, oh, oh boy, and uh, <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's a bunch of people and I'm like, is this what all the high school kids are like? Because I wouldn't be friends with any of these pieces of shit, and I'm like, this is, this is just not for me. It's it ain't for me. I can and so and then but I keep seeing on a goddamn timeline Zendaya should win an Oscar or should win an Emmy for her performance last week. All this stuff about how great it is and all I'm like, all right. So I tried it again. I got five minutes through and I'm like, no. Uh-uh. But then there was something. I'm like, ah, ah but I, you know, there's maybe a FOMO or something. I wanna know. I wanna know what everybody's so you know, so nuts about. So I finished the first episode. I'll tell you what, I've yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest. I'm gonna watch the rest of them. I think because I got through episode one and I said, you know what, I'm curious to see episode two because you know it's like with everything you just you're getting these characters on the surface to start with, so you really hate all of them. At least I do, and I just I hate everything that's happening. I hate everything. I I also I don't like I don't I don't want to see sex on TV. That's another thing that's so great about Succession. 
there's like one or two little sex scenes at the beginning in the first season. And other than that, it's there's not. And I think they know their audience is not here for that. It's like, dude, the internet exists. We don't need you to put we don't need that stuff in TV shows. Just make TV shows about good being good TV. We don't need the sex in those things. We just don't. It's it's not it's not 1986 anymore. We don't need that stuff. There's other sources for those things. Just focus on making this. And this euphoria is just like, yeah, wow. They just and the camera just sits there for a very long time, and it's very uncomfortable for an old, uh, you know, an old asshole like me, an old prude like me. I'm sitting all, oh, these children are. This should not be happening. Where is everybody's parents? Why is it? Why do the cool kids always have these great parties? <laughs> Why does everybody have these great parties? Although they don't look that great. They look like it's a party that I would not want to be invited to. But anyway. Uh, so, God damn it, here I am. I'm watching Euphoria. <laughs> I'll tell you how that goes. I'll let you know how that goes. We're still early. We're still only at episode two. So, we'll find out. The kids are watching Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is so funny. It's on Amazon. It came out in 2004. It's only six episodes. And it has the great Matt Barry is in it. And the guy from from the, the IT crowd, whose name I can't think of. And uh, Anyway, it's very funny. And uh, it's just so silly. It was made in 2004. And it's supposed to be uh, about a series, a lost lost series from the probably late 80s, early 90s, sort of a sci-fi, supernatural thriller kind of thing. And it's just great. It's The attention to detail is so spectacular just as far as making it just so bad. The attention to detail for, you know, having things that are dubbed poorly and having things where the sound doesn't match up or having things where somebody's, somebody's walking across grass and the sound effects are the footsteps walking on a, a tile floor just just all these little details. It's such a funny show. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place on Amazon Prime. It won't take much time to watch it. Just like that Murderville. You can watch it, uh, you know, in a sitting on a Saturday afternoon. All right. It's been 30 minutes. I'm going to go get some lunch and uh, get on with my day, finish up, do some stuff, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and that's that. So I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're doing well. Are you doing well? Is everything good? You feeling good? Life's good? That's good. I'm I'm happy for you. If it's not, I'm sad for you. I hope it changes. Anyway, I'm going to go. We'll talk to you next time. Go to birthdayboyshop.com to get some merch. And uh, until then, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.